<laughs> and yet, in many states, assertive community treatment programs are in jeopardy thanks to everything from budget cuts to Medicaid reimbursement problems. Despite the fact a study found that these programs pretty much pay for themselves, which is fantastic. Look, government programs are like graduate students on a first date. If they are able to pay for themselves, it's a fucking miracle. <laughs> And look, again, that is, that's just one program. There are many more designed for many different levels of need. And we, as a society, we have to figure out how to fund them. Not just because it makes fiscal sense, but because it would save lives. And if I remember rightly, there are some politicians who claim to be pretty motivated to address this problem. This isn't guns. This is about, really, mental illness. In many of these shootings, we have people who have uh, mental disturbances. Do we need to do a better job in mental health? You bet we do. Okay, fine, do it then. Because if we're going to constantly use mentally ill people to dodge conversations about gun control, then the very least we owe them is a fucking plan. Presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the central university. A study on the wise real All right, everybody, welcome to episode 268 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I am your host, in the place to be, Mr. Jacob P. And sitting right across from me, stretching that back. You can do it, Art. Baby, got back! Like Mix-a-Lot said. Mm. Uh, but sitting right across from me is the Brown Recruits, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions. What the fuck is going on, America? Hey, guys, go to kmancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans, they got the hibiscus tea, they got the cacao butter, they got sweatpants, they got hats. Apparently on the last episode, it was like Father's Day, they had a Father's Day weekend that lasted all the, like, sale going on all the way up until like last Wednesday, but <laughs> I don't check my emails that often, and I didn't realize that till literally I got home and I checked it, it might still be going on, dude. Check it out, even if it's not, type in America to receive 15% off. The, the cacao butter and, and the, the hibiscus tea. I like the hibiscus tea. It's hot as fuck outside. If you're in California, it's like 106 right now. Yeah. So we're in it now. We're in the fucking belly of the beast now. So uh, nothing better than that than drinking a nice, cool hibiscus tea in the summer, chillaxing. Um, I had a beer yesterday. It's not the same, dude. Not not the same as a hibiscus tea. Yeah. Um, it's different. It's different. Beer and hibiscus tea, totally different. Apples I'd and hope, oranges, dude. I, I'd hope so. Apples and oranges, bro. One got me buzzed. Anyways, um, but yeah, guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check it out. Use promo code America to receive 15% off. Thank you. 
Yes. So uh, speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure everybody head on over to SucraApparel.com where the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch has put together an illustrious line of merchandise for your consumption ple- pleasure. So head on over there. Check out all her T-shirts, her mugs, her her satchels, uh, everything that, you know, she yeah, designed. Sat- satchels? Yeah, man bags. Oh, for some reason I thought of like, like... Like those things like Girl Scouts wore, <laughs> like where they keep all their like medallions on. <laughs> medallions. Isn't that what <laughs> they're not at Comertage, dog? Yeah. It's like it. that's what I thought of when, she, when you said satchels, like or like a sash. Like, yeah, a sash. Sorry, never mind. Yeah. That makes sense. Never mind. That yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> no, it's just a bag, and uh, it will have a design, designed by the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch on there. So check everything out there. Uh, this this week we're talking about mental health, so. Um, uh, I think it's only apropos to go over to Sucre Apparel. And she has a shirt that does say anxiety and it's not like in Scrabble letters. It's a really cool, very simple design. I'll put it on the YouTube for everybody to watch and see whatever. But head on over there, buy that t-shirt if you want to support her and us. Uh, use promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But Art, we're not here to talk about Scrabble or... We, I guess we could talk about some anxiety. Uh, yeah. Art, I already said it. I spoiled the lead. I put the cart in front of the horse. But Art, what are we here to talk about today? Here to talk about mental health. Um, mental health in America. It was it was Mental Health Awareness Month last month. Yeah. We're about a month late. Yeah. We were going to have uh, my boy, your boy, Ross Calderon on the podcast. Mm-hmm. He had this whole thing set up, dude, where it was like he was going to come on the podcast and like, you know, he was gonna come in a stray jacket. Yeah. And it was just he was gonna play that down with the sickness. And then like his eyes are gonna be rolled back and he was just gonna scream that Wah! I even wore my new metal shirt, yeah, my dude. summer sanitarium shirt for him and he everything. Was, he was gonna be ready to go. But but unfortunately he is unironically down with the sickness, currently sick. Ooh, ah, uh, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, so he couldn't get that ah, 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 out properly. So he was just like, <laughs> "I'm just gonna have to sit it out. I'm just, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it, guys. I can't scream." Yeah. Um. But yeah, like he he couldn't do it. He had to. He bought a stray jacket for no <sighs> goddamn reason, dude. You know, I say this as a joke, but the dude from Disturbed did do that bit back in the day where he would come out in a stray jacket and like scream that wah part out. So, okay. Yeah, the the dude from the stir clearly was disturbed. Disturbed, yes. Yeah, like <laughs> something was going on there. That dude, yeah. they have a song called "Voices" where he talks about hearing voices. Um, yeah, dude, he definitely was not faking that. Yeah, definitely was not faking mental health issues. No, um, he's really disturbed. But anyways, guys, all seriousness aside, uh, <laughs> we are here to talk about mental health in America, and it, it is something that we kind of alluded to when we talked about gun control. Yes. It came up in during gun control. It's something that has become a little more like easy to talk about, I guess, but it's definitely been in the news more and more as, as you know, is become more socially acceptable to talk about, I Correct. suppose. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, I really wanted to do an episode about this. I know Ross really wanted to have an episode. All joking aside, Ross did want to come on this podcast yeah. and do this and just couldn't do it. This was going to be his magnus opus. Yeah, dude. He's been, He's been rehearsing for this one, I'm sure, dude. Yeah. He, he you remember that movie, uh, Bronson? Yeah. Where he like would paint half of his face. Yeah. One color, and then they have like that conversation. <laughs> Ross would have been working in an act like that for like the last six months, dude. Yeah. He even was butt naked and shit, just like Charles Bronson. Yeah, dude. He he was gonna roll in here covered in Vaseline With and just out. roll in like a like a naked baby, and then just like. <laughs> 
<laughs> birth himself. It was weird, dude. It was a very artistic. It was mom. it was really weird. I was like, Ross, where are you getting so much Vaseline from, dude? Don't worry about it. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm insane. <laughs> freaking, Ross, freaking, freaking Ross, dude. I was going <laughs> insane. But anyways, dude, what, 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 what do you? Let me ask. I usually start by asking a question, but mm-hmm. what would you say prior to the, doing this topic? And I know we talked about mental health things in the past, but what would you say is like the first thing that comes into your mind when you hear mental health or mental health awareness? Okay, mental health and mental health awareness. I feel like those are two separate things. Well, let's just go with mental health first. For start with mental health, and then we'll do mental health awareness. So, so mental health, um, it's a simple question with a loaded response. Mental health, I always think of, and I don't want to say any names, but there was somebody, there is somebody, I should say, in my family who uh, struggles with severe mental health, schizophrenia, and... You know, it's 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 one of those like things that was just always there, um, all the ups and downs and whatnot. So I always think about like that struggle, their struggle, their effect on their children. You know, yeah, my yeah. other family and whatnot, and just seeing that and just all the obstacles that they have to go through, whether it's fighting, you know, for proper care, um, or even just fighting their own mind to go to get the proper care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what always comes up. Um, it's it, it, like I always think of just pain. And um, and so like that to me, like that's a really severe um, notion of it that I always think about. But then I also got to think too, like everybody has to work on their mental health. One of the things, one of the, the, uh, the themes of the patrons we always do before these actual episodes that our patrons can attest to is we talk about mental health a lot. And you've said this many times as well, where you said like, yeah, that's cool. Like you can David Goggins, this shit, like where you work out like seven days a week, you know, for four hours a day and, you know, eat your protein, eat your, you know, vitamins, say your prayers, just like a true Hulkamaniac or whatever. But you also, like, all that effort that you're putting into your physical wellness, you also got to put that into your mental wellness, too. And that you don't have to be just schizophrenic to do that. Like, everybody should be doing that, right? As much as you should be exercising your body, you should be exercising your mind as well, giving yourself proper mental treatment as well. So I also also think of that because, you know, I think the stigma is, is like, oh, the batshit crazy guy with the Joker and Harley Quinn and whatever, right? The dude from the yeah. The dude from the stirb just rolled up you know, with the penis cover, album cover, or whatever, yeah. right? And it's always like, it's always that, or like one flew, <laughs> flew over the cuckoo's nest, or uh, fucking Hannibal Lecter in the straitjacket, or whatever. I always think of that, yeah. but there's people that just suffer in silence as well. Yeah. I think for me, my uh, my grandma had, was schizophrenic growing up, and that was like my first time. And no one in my family ever really, like, knew what to make of it like they didn't there was no medical like attention put to it Uh like it really wasn't until like my oldest sister was like a teenager i think she had just entered like college and she was a psych major and like and my sister was like well wait i think i just realized grandma's schizophrenic (laughs) and just has never been treated for it and like my grandma's schizophrenia was way overboard like it was like my grandma would try to run away. Like my grandma would say that somebody was stealing her a plane. So she would like be like, I got to get out of here. I got to meet someone to buy a plane. And like, 
just random things. My grandma would yell like all night about like witches that were burning her and all this stuff. And it was just completely untreated. And like, that was, you know, I see that element of like, like, you know, that the schizophrenic elements where like now there's like, you know, not that, that every level of schizophrenia is treatable, but there is, it's relatively treatable in like, in like most cases, especially if it's like early on, um, it's it's relatively treatable and can live a relatively like functioning life. Um, my grandma's got like way you know years and years of like nobody paying attention to it and just like thinking that she was just like anxious or something, so she would talk to herself kind of thing because like very like old school Mexican mentality of like not wanting to address things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like. That was my idea of, of, of mental health for a long time. Pretty similar. Yeah. And so, like, I never, like, I never really, like, put two and two together. But I think mental, like, everybody has a mind. Like, everybody's mind struggles. Like, there oh, is yeah. a, there is an idea of taking care of your mind and do, having, like, regular mental health practices. And, like, you know, practicing, like, being grounded as something as simple as that, like just being grounded and being in the moment, things like that. We have so many distractions in our day-to-day life, whether you, you know, just fucking have rough days at work or in like feel nervous because of a test you're going to do or like, you know, whatever, but you got bills to pay. Like those are things that everybody, everybody like, you know, I'm sure some fucking like rich billionaire that never fucking struggled in his life and doesn't know what it's like might still have like some kind of like weird struggling thing that they deal with. But like for the most part, like those are the day to day things that every single person that has a mind can work at, you know, Mm -hmm. that's where I feel like now, obviously there's people like, you know, everybody has a body. So everybody, you know, can go to the gym. Everybody can go for walks and like eat healthy and whatever. Like everybody could do that. That's like the basics. But then there's every once in a while, somebody like develops like pancreatic cancer or whatever, you know, like, or some kind of like physical ailment. I guess that would be like the equivalent of like having like a mental illness. A mental illness where it's like, oh, that's different. That's different than you just now you have to do something different. Or like, you know, I've compared it to diabetes where it's like a, something like, like, um, like depression or anxiety or something like that, like mm-hmm. a diabetes or, you know, it's, it's something that, you're probably going to live with for the rest of your life, whether you want to or not. I always say that you do, you live with it for the rest of your life. Like I always think there's no cure. Yeah. Yeah. I I always think to myself as someone that like has dealt with like anxiety and panic attacks and that sort of thing. Like it's something I'm just going to deal with for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to weaken retreat this shit and like have it go away. You know? Yeah. It's something that, that, that I'm just going to have to deal with and manage for the rest of my life. And for the most part, like diabetes. Yeah. yeah. Like you said earlier on the Patreon where you said that, you know, you don't get diabetes and then go, you know, binge on fucking Ben and Jerry's fucking ice cream and pizza. And you'd be like, Oh my diabetes is acting up again. Like, no, you got to, you know, take lifestyle changes, you know? Yeah. You want to start eating healthy. You want to start going to the gym and saying same thing too, with like your mental health. Like if you, if you're noticing like those, you're having anxiety, you're having panic, panic attacks, Maybe even going in a different direction. You're having uh, suicidal thoughts or whatever. Like you need to first. Yeah, it starts yeah. you, first. You got to start working working on steps to help you. Absolutely, and it's like and it's different for for everybody on Earth. You know, like yeah. I'm never going to be in as great a shape as like a Demar Rosen mm. or a 
or a Kevin Love or a Michael Phelps. But those are dudes that like that dealt with something, especially Kevin Love. Kevin Love's story to me is like very similar to something that I went through. And like Kevin Love is a fucking like peak athlete, you know? Like it's not about like, oh, you just need to work out more. Yeah, like you drink more water. <laughs> like it ain't that. Like it's, it is definitely a mental thing where like you really need to work on your, like the mental elements of this. And like, I, I think that the, 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 what he did, like what he did, after that very public panic attack where he had one during a, a Cleveland Cavaliers game and, like, it literally had to, like, run into the tunnel and go, like, fall on the ground and, like, have a panic attack because he thought he was having a heart attack. And, like, that's literally what it feels like. Like, it's terrible. It's one of those worst fucking experiences you can ever experience. Um, But it is life-changing. And then it's, like, I see people that have those things and, like, they still, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference because the next thing that they're doing is like, they're still like, for me, it was like caffeine was out the window. Alcohol was out the window. I still drink beer every once in a while. I don't drink, not that I was ever like a raging alcoholic, but like Mm -hmm. my alcohol consumption went way down. My screen time went way down. Like I'm no longer online as much as I used to. My phone, like having a fucking phone in front of my face went way down. Like a lot of things had to change. Yeah. But and also, like, just seeing a therapist was like, a big deal. But the therapist kind of lets me pivot into the actual topic. Because mm-hmm. enough about me. But I had the opportunity to talk to a therapist. And, like, you know, my medical insurance was there for me and yeah. had my back. And, like, I was able to, when I had my, when I had one of the panic attacks, I I went in and, like, got treated or whatever and just had to pay my $20 deductible. <laughs> but, like. Some people don't fucking have that. And yeah. that's where it becomes an interesting topic because I think a lot of times, like, one, seeking the medical attention and then actually want, if you really want to talk to somebody, there's so many roadblocks. Correct. There's, it's just almost impossible to get to the point where you're actually wanting to talk to someone and now having someone available for you. And you're you're right about that. I like to me, um, and I'm not gonna hash, you know, all the struggles I've gone throughout my life or whatever. But I mean, there was two instances. Luckily, I was in college for both of those, once at BC and then once at Cal State, where I really needed help. Luckily, that both of those places had like counseling centers, you know, basically, you know, therapists or whatever there that were there, you know, to guide you through whatever you were going through or whatever, right? But it was a time before Obamacare. Like I was working at Target for minimum wage. I did not have health insurance. Again, Dude, I'm so thankful that this didn't happen when I was at Target with no fucking medical insurance. Correct. And even when I did get medical insurance from Target, it was like one of those like health savings account where it's just like, all right, we're going to take $2 out of your your check every week. And like this, this is your health insurance is whatever's in that fucking little piggy bank. You know, like you better not break your leg or... We're gonna take that hundred fifty dollars you've been saving for two years. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that, that was Target's answer to health insurance, like when we were working there. But luckily, I was able to get help, you know, through you know the school I was going to, both BC and Cal State Bakersfield. Uh, and she'll shout out to their their team there, like that. A lot of the stuff that they gave me, those tools or whatever, and things that they told me, really, really, really helped or whatever, right? Which helped later on in life when I didn't have those services. So you we, you wanted to pivot into that accessibility to healthcare services for the what what America is at? We're at like 350 million people. Yeah. So I thought I when we were doing when I was doing research on this topic, 
I kept seeing like all these numbers, and it was like fuck. It was giving me anxiety. Sixty nine. Yeah, sixty nine k popping up. It gave me this weird anxiety or whatever. But no, like you, you'll see like all these astronomical numbers, and like I didn't even want to write it down because it was literally like depressing me. Like no pun intended. Like how many millions of people? I think it was something crazy. Like ninety million people in America have put it down that they have had some kind of mental health crisis, and forty percent of those people do not get do not have access to any kind of care whatsoever or whatever right and that's those are people that were actively looking for it and one um one uh documentary that i was watching was explaining that uh like that government wise there'll be like one mental health professional for like nine an area of like nine thousand people or whatever right and at a certain point like their practice becomes full like the Patriot Act, the show, yeah, or whatever, yeah. with Amon Azad, uh, he said that like he he called like one of those healthcare professionals like in Montana, and was like, hey, like I'm having like a mental health crisis, like I feel like I'm gonna kill somebody or whatever, and she goes, I would love to help you, but my practice is full at 1,800 people, and it's just like, god damn, like so on both ends of it, like people looking for help and the people actually providing help, like we're dealing with a crisis here in America. Yeah, and I do think that one other thing that we're really lucky is that we live in California. It's a little bit different here in California. Like, California, there's a lot of, like, mental health, like, available things. Like, I, I do think that my employer at the time when kind of gave me a little bit of leeway by, like, coming in at work. At, like, I think I was coming in at 9, mm-hmm. so I got to go to, like, my, like, 7 a.m. appointment and then do that and then go to work kind of thing, like, it was it was really it was really cool, but it was it was uh, in California is a little bit different. But that's not a like national thing. Like it's super difficult. Like luckily we live in like one of the most liberal states where they actually pay attention to like <laughs> medical <laughs> things. Where it's like if if you want it and you have somewhat of an insurance, it's there for you. And like I you know like I can't imagine being in like one of those like shitty like redneck states you know, shout out to all our redneck listeners <laughs> that are just like listening to disturbed yeah it's just like dude <laughs> my, my medical insurance only covers disturbed albums dude <laughs> they just handed me this down with the sickness one where he's like, listening to this on repeat about five times you'll be better dude he gets beat up by his mom in the middle of the song <laughs> for some reason that is a weird song, by the way. Yeah. Like, if, seriously, guys, stop listening to this podcast and go listen to that song. That is a weird song. Listen to the full non-radio version of it, where he gets beat up by his mom in the middle of the song. What's Doesn't going he on? beat his mom up at the end of the song too? I think he like rapes his mom. Wow. I'm not even joking. He like says something. And we're not like, talking about something we saw on Pornhub either. No, like, he yeah, like yeah. says something like "You're gonna take it, mom" or something like that. Like, wow. I look up the lyrics, but like. He says some like weird shit, like where he's like, "How do you like that, mom?" And this is like oh, he's wow. like raping his mom at the end of the song after he Hopefully likes. Hopefully, it's Corey Chase. It, not... It's it's kind of weird because like, who's Corey Chase? Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> is that you like can look is it that up. like one of like the milfs of the internet? Sure. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't know. That's how I deal with mental health. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> access to mental health in redneck oh, yeah. states. Yeah, no, I don't know, dude. It, it's just, it's, it's, he, he makes a really valid point that it's like, it's not accessible for everyone. And I do think that, you know, just going, going and Googling it, and he makes, he does this thing where he like 
the medical provider po- posted a bunch of things that were like McDonald's restaurants and different <laughs> like bullshit numbers that just didn't made no sense on there for people to call in case of a medical emergency. And like, I never had that experience in California. Like they literally, like after I had a panic attack, they gave me like a little book and they were like, here, call this number. It has a number on there. If you're ever like in a, in a bad state of mind, call that one. But I, I would re- advise you to like set up an appointment. One thing that did suck is my appointment was like three weeks out. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, fuck, dude. Like, but it was, and I did pay $60 a visit, which is not cheap, dude. No. So, like, you know, luckily I was like, you know what? I'm just going to come once a month. So <laughs> I, I turned it into like a once a month thing. Yeah. And see, that's the thing, too, where uh, it goes into, um, you know, the insurance part of it or whatever, right? So I guess like in the 60s, like when this started to become, you know, a big deal or whatever, because prior to, you know, our current system, that's not perfect by any means. If you were suffering from any kind of mental illness, they would just institutionalize you. You weren't in jail, but you were just in a mental hospital. Think Arkham Asylum, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, one flew over the cuckoo. The that was nest. me, dude. Yeah. They just put <laughs> you in a fucking hospital and, like, you just institutionalize or whatever. Yeah. They lobotomize you. Art's the fucking Indian yeah, at that, the end of fucking. That's, no- that was me in the 60s, dude. I'm going to do that. I've never seen that movie, but I've seen the scene. Doesn't he take, like, a water jug or something like that? Yeah. No, a whole water fountain. and oh, throws it through fountain. the fucking window and, like, yeah. it's like this humongous Indian dude and they just, like, it's the most hilarious scene of all time, and then just like awkwardly like runs out into like a poppy field or some shit. Oh wow! Yeah, that's art. Yeah, that's me, dude. Yeah, it was either that or the crocodile from from Arkham Asylum, dude. <laughs> Killer Croc, <laughs> Killer Croc. Yeah, dude. <laughs> did you get that your BET? Yeah, I want my BET. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. But um, I forgot my whole fucking point. Um, uh, oh, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> god damn. Um, so. God damn it. I forgot my goddamn point. It's all right, dude. Let's yeah. just have a moment of silence. <laughs> yeah, moment of silence. <laughs> People love moment of silence. Yeah, it was awkward silence. No, I, I mean, I I do think that um, it was, it's, I'm, I'm, I think I've been blessed that we're in California. Mm-hmm. I had so many things going for me in California. It was tough, the waiting the like three weeks to see my appointment or whatever. But then, Oh yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. anyways, yeah. Before this, though, if you if if you were in arts position, you know, yeah. way back in the day, they would just stick you in a mental hospital. You know, you know, a hundred miles away from your friends and family or whatever, out in the middle of butt fuck nowhere, where you wouldn't, you know, you they would say they would be treating you, but they would you really in reality, you're just a half step above a you know a prisoner, you know, working on the fucking train or whatever, right? Fucking you know, splitting rocks and whatnot. But uh, in the '60s, you know, they abolished all of that and insurance companies were like well fuck that like now we got to pay for all this shit and so they actually raised like the premiums uh to people's health care coverage so like if you went in for like a, a broken arm or something like that maybe your deductible was like 65 dollars but for mental health care it was going to be like 120 dollars in some cases and whatnot right so you have instances like you were talking about like it was going to cost you 60 dollars a week just to get treated you know, times that by four and sometimes some months have fucking five weeks or whatever times it by five or whatever. Like that's almost a goddamn car payment or whatever. Right. Like when yeah. like you just need, you know, to talk to somebody or whatever. So you get instances where like where people have to make like financial decisions and kind of negotiate their health care, if you will. Yeah. I think that that's a, that's a tough one. Cause it's, I think $60 a month was like a decent price, you know, like, but <laughs> but really, I should have probably been seeing someone more than once a month, kind Correct. of thing. Correct. 
but like i i think a lot of people don't have that even even like the 60 dollars a month type mm-hmm. of thing they, they don't want to do that or they don't want the commitment to that so that i always think that this is where like step one if there's like an error in like things that people do is instead of actually seeing a medical professional they'll like find other avenues like let me talk to a friend who's mm. definitely not a medical professional. And it's just, or like, let me just post my thoughts online. Yeah. And it's like, these are like the worst things you could be doing. Like by far the worst things. Just come out and drink with us, yeah. bro. Like it, you just need to get your mind off of it. It's either that or like the worst feedback. Like these, these are, these are medical professionals for a reason. Like I don't go to Jacob when I like break my arm. I'm like, Hey bro, I broke my arm, dude. Didn't you do pottery? Didn't you have a pottery <laughs> class? Like, that's good enough, dude. Just fucking glue it to back together, dude. I come behind you like the movie Ghost and yeah. shit. Like, oh, <laughs> my love. This is kind of weird, dude, but can you, like, potter up my arm? Just, like, fucking put some pot. Sana, sana, colita, nirana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just, like, I see that shit all the time. I, I don't know if it's just like a financial thing or a lazy thing or like a thing of, like, the, of both. the stigma of talking to a therapist feels like oh dude that's so extreme dude like that's fucking that's how you know you're crazy mm-hmm. i felt like that dude i felt like that thinking about people that actually would see therapists back in the day i'd be like dude that's fucking like insane level shit like if you're seeing a therapist that means like you fucking got like molested or something like something crazy happened like yeah your whole family was killed by ninjas <laughs> like shit like that like it was just like intense shit and, like, I felt guilty, like, because I was, like, you know, even though, like, I've I've had some, like, terrible moments in my life, like, I felt guilty because I didn't feel like my moments, like, were, like... Compared de- to others? Yeah, they're not therapy-worthy, like, at least I didn't feel like that, like, I didn't feel like, like that at all, and, like, but the reality is, like, my mind definitely thought it was therapy-worthy, and, like, like... You you do you do have to acknowledge that like, you have to kind of like your mind similar to like feeling pain, dude. Like yep. if you're feeling pain, you're you probably have a broken bone in there. You probably <laughs> should have that addressed. That's the equivalent to 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 something like that. Like you need to go see a medical professional. You can't just like post it on Facebook and like hope that like some hot girl hits you up to go get a beer or some shit like that. Yeah. That'll fix it for and. And I only say that just because at some point in my life, when I was much younger, I used a lot of like things that like now I just like view them as like band aids type of things, where it was like going out drinking or like talking to some girl or like whatever, like filling in the blanks of whatever was mm-hmm. getting me through to the, to the next moment or whatever, and like, and it never really solved it until like I had nothing for a while, where it was just like none of those things. I didn't really have any of those things, and like. I really had to deal with like all of a sudden I felt like the pain and the anxiety and the loss all kind of rushing in together at the same time. And then I was like, Oh shit. Like, so this is what I've been like suppressing for years and years and years. Mm. Um, but then luckily like 2020 happened and I was like, the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Like, <laughs> I know that was like the shittiest year for most people. I know. And mental health. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, 2020 was like, like the most like life changing like best experience of my life that that that's where you and me are similar where like you know i did see that like online like where it's just like there was this dramatic you know decline in you know america's the world's mental health like from the lockdowns yeah. and, you know all this like you know telework and whatnot and, you know just the general just like chaos that was 2020 and 2021 and too 
Um, but like for me, I was like, dude, this is the greatest thing ever. Like I don't have to be around people because I get same dude. I got it. I get really bad social anxiety and like I can like it sucks being around like a lot of strangers. Like that's one thing that like freaks me out. Like when I was little, like they would always just be like, oh, Jacob's just shy. I'm not a shy person, obviously, because I have a fucking podcast or whatever with the millions and millions or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like I do get like social anxiety. So like when I'm out in fucking Disneyland or whatever, like I feel like I'm at war sometimes, which is crazy because like I'm supposedly in the happiest place on earth. And sometimes like I've caught that come across like on the Patreons, like where you're like, oh, I can't wait to go to Disneyland and do this, this, this and that. And I'm like, Bro, that just sounds like Vietnam to me, dude. Like I have to fly yeah. a fucking mom with like a three a three kid fucking stroller and shit. Like I'm I'm fucking putting on like the fucking poo honey on like my eyes like a fucking like I'm going to war like fucking apocalypse now and shit. I, I like I get that really bad fucking social anxiety. And to me like like you said like when 2020 happened, lockdowns happened, I was teleworking for 2 years or whatever. I was like, "Oh, this is great." I had never been almost I could almost say that that was some of the happiest times in my life. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really, really weird for me because I lost my job. And I remember the day I lost my job, I, like, I literally, like, it was a Wednesday. No. <laughs> it was a Wednesday, and I texted my girlfriend, like, I just lost my job. Like, like they're just releasing a bunch of people f- because of COVID. Like, I don't have a job anymore. Like, I'm freaking out. Like, a part of me is, like, freaking the fuck out. She tells me, like, okay, I'm going to just take the day off from work and, like, uh, just to, to hang out. And, like, we went for a walk that day just because, like, I was, like, full-on freaking out. At this point, I had already been, like, seeing a therapist and all this shit. And, yeah. And, like, I was, like, this is could not be the worst. Like, this is, like, the worst thing that could ever happen to me because I was, like, luckily for me, I had been kind of saving up and I was good financially that I could go, like, a couple of months without a job. And so, like, I was ready for that, and luckily, like, I was good. And then I think, I think Trump was the president at the time. Like, oh, yeah. they released like stimulus checks, which was like another like cool thing. Like, for <laughs> for a while, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, I was like, I got money. I could probably go like the rest of this year where I'm like, I don't work, and and like just like live off these stimulus checks. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to go to Disneyland this year. Yeah. Like, I'm just fucking... Everything's closed. Yeah, I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, I remember, like, I would wake up. I would, like, listen to, like, the Joey Diaz podcast. I would go for, like, a walk. I would... <laughs> listen here, you cocksuckers. Yeah, and I was like, Joey Diaz... Get your mentals right. Smoke a blunt and e- suck a cock. Even though, like, Joey Diaz, I find him kind of annoying. Like, he did have a lot of things where he would just talk about things where he's like, I don't give a fuck what, whatever you're going through. Just fucking get through it. And I would listen to his podcast and, like, go for walks. And, like, just having that, like, thing of, like, of, like, of just being alone and, like, literally being in, like, quiet moments. I had never had that. And to have that for, like, the next, like, five months, I think, until I I got another job. That sucked. No, (laughs) actually, no, that was pretty cool because I worked from home when I had that other job. (laughs) But, like, 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 there is a thing with anxiety and like with anxiety the the therapist i saw would always tell me this thing with anxiety it's like you're on a freeway and like you have the constant urge to like exit off on the anxiety exit every time every like little thing that even triggers it you might not even realize that it's a trigger but you're gonna pull over the anxiety exit every time 
just because it's a natural reaction to you. So all you have to do is get better at that and reduce the amount of times that you feel like pulling over to the anxiety exit. Mm. And so like having those like five months of like no work and like not really being like, I mean, I was a little bit worried about money and like running out of money and stuff like that. Like I still had bills and shit. Oh no, wait, I had, I, I mean, I did have bills, but I had also got done paying my car, so I didn't have a car payment. I didn't have anything. God, damn. I was like, just... The Lord works in mysterious yeah, I, I was ways. Like, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, <laughs> I don't have a job, and like, but I don't have like major bills. I could survive on what I have right now. So like, I was just like, this is... It was like literally doing those morning walks every morning and just being alone and like being in silence was just like really therapeutic. Like... There was no amount of money I could have paid for like a therapy thing or of, of taking five months off work to like literally like be on work on myself kind of thing, you know? Like twenty twenty really came in clutch. And then like Tiger King was out. Like all these like cool funny things were happening. Like the internet was like really helpful. <laughs> like <laughs> like Grubhub was a thing. Like it was really popping off. I love twenty twenty. Like I wish I could really love twenty twenty. That shit was dope. Same here, man. But like, you know, I'm I'm thankful that happened because now I can look back at that and be like, oh, yeah, that was cool that that happened because, like, I I still try to recreate those moments. Like, I st- every day that I have off, I try to go for, like, a morning walk and, like, mm-hmm. try to, like, listen to a podcast or listen to audiobooks and just be, like, you know, whatever it is, like, far away. Yeah, try to find that moment of, like, calmness or even just sit in silence. Like, sitting in silence is, like, one of my favorite things to do because it – it makes me realize how much fucking noise I have up there. And like, um, I, that's that all this advice. That's just, this shit's free, dude. So yeah. if you're dealing with anything like that, this is free advice. And dude. he's been saying this on the Patreon, <laughs> uh, Patreon for quite some time as well. So that's why it's very important to go to patreon.com slash RJ Jacob do America. This, this shit's all free. But anyways, yeah. going back to like the mental health. This is your element. Costco free sample. Yeah. This is your Costco free sample. Like yeah. seriously, like sitting in silence and all this stuff. If you're dealing with depression, I remember, Shout out to our boy Jesus, who kind of got a shout out. Not not the Jesus that you talked to about abortion, <laughs> but like the Jesus that... Um, Fuentes. Jesus Fuentes. Like, Jesus Fuentes had been dealing with um, his personal struggles in his life, and then, you know, he had gone through the Las Vegas shooting and all that shit, and, like, he was one of the people that, like, like was kind of there for me like in a really weird way like i remember like talking like just see like it was really weird like during that time period when i had just barely met the dude and he being like super like welcoming and all this stuff and like i was at the time it was so bad that i was like i need like anything like i need like i hadn't smoked marijuana in a long time but the dude was like i have like thc droplets which really did help like just to calm me down for the little bit but like like I'm not saying that that's a cure. That's definitely not a cure. Yeah. But I do think that there's moments where it's it's that bad that you need some kind of like, I get the medical elements of it. Like we want the quick fix. That was kind of a quick fix because that made me feel a little bit normal for like the little bit of time that it was in my system where I was like, oh, I'm not, my heart's not racing. I'm not afraid I'm going to die in the shower kind of thing. You know, like, like I was such on such major edge at that time period that I was like, afraid to be alone because I thought I was going to, like, die when when somebody was not around kind of thing. But, like, like that shit, that shit helped me, like, the marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> marijuana was super helpful. Like, I still, I still believe in that, like, CBD, like, I'm 
super pro CBD, mm-hmm. even though like I don't take it as much as I used to, like, or like smoke like full on marijuana like I used to, like as much as before. But like I do think that it's it's helpful to a certain degree. Um, so that's another helpful tip. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's one thing too. Like, like okay, with all this, it's all leading into. Yeah, yeah. You sorry, know, that was too much rambling. No, no, that's fine, dude. It's a beautiful story. Uh, but it does lead into, I mean, luckily you were on the right path, right? And, I mean, I'm pro, you know, you know, we need to decriminalize marijuana and all this stuff or whatever, right? But you're one of the lucky people, right? You you know, we lucked into, you know, good care, uh, good friends, and good weed, right? That's yeah. benefits of living And also it helps on my, uh, my sister's uh, fucking, uh, like, has her master's in psychology. So yeah. that also kind of helps. Yeah, that helps too. So you're lucky in that regards, yeah. but most of America is not so lucky where, you know, we talked about like this broken system where, you know, the access to healthcare is not everywhere, you know, in America. Like if you're in buttfuck Iowa or some shit or like that, right? And let's say, you know, you don't have good friends, you have bad friends. And instead of them giving you, you know, CBD or TAC droplets, they give you something else, some other kind of narcotic, you know, let's say it's heroin or something like that. That's, yeah. You know, and that's why you see a lot of people like that. Like we, we talked about it on the Patreon. Like why is there all of a sudden like overnight, it just seems like there's this like massive homeless population. And I remember talking about on the Patreon um, a few months back where one of my coworkers was talking about like the deinstitutionalization of you know, people in mental hospitals and I didn't know how true or not true that was because I was like, oh, this 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 fucking coworker seems a little, you know, off or whatever. Kind of, you know, to to say the least. Like that'd be like a cool topic to research, you know, down the line. And in doing research to this, like I didn't know this was a thing. And you, even like talking to you before we started recording, you didn't know this was a thing. Uh, but I guess JFK um, on Halloween Day, the actually the last fucking bill he ever signed because he was assassinated three weeks later. Uh, he signed the Community Mental Health Act of 1963, and basically what that did is, and it was it all started with like good intentions, right? So five, so back in 1955, there was a lot of inquiries into how um, Americans were being treated in these mental institutions. Again, we made jokes about fucking one flew flew over as a cuckoo's nest. I'm wearing a summer sanitarium shirt or whatever. Yeah, you know, Metallica yeah. has a very popular song called Sanitarium. Uh, it's basically about being, you know, mistreated in a mental hospital. Not only are you in the the prison that is your mind, but you're also in basically a prison. Like I said, think, you know, Arkham Asylum or one of those places or whatever, right? It's barely a half step above a prison. You're you're suffering, you're barely getting treated, you're getting mistreated by, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, orderlies and, you know, nurses and whatever. And it was it was an abysmal mess. It it was a crisis at the time. So in 1955, Congress uh, did this inquiry, and in 1961, the results came back and it was like, yo, we got to do something about these state hospitals. Not only are they costing the states, you know, a lot of money because the state was fully funding all this stuff by themselves, but we have millions of Americans there. Sorry, I burped. No, no, I think it's cool. As, when you burped, I thought it would be cool if you, like, auto-tune your burp. Like, <laughs> like, like T-Pain. Like a T-Pain burp. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder what T-Pain's burp sound like, dude. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, um, 
they they were like, we got to solve this problem. So one of JFK administration's uh, solution was, is we're going to create these like community me mental health care centers. So instead of, you know, taking Art Trail, you know, he's suffering from an anxiety attack and shipping him up to like a Corcoran State Hospital or whatever. We're going to put a straight jacket on him and make him listen to fucking Disturbed over and over again or whatever. Like he's fucking in <laughs> Al Qaeda or something like that. Yeah, no, yeah. we're going to, you know, have like these outpatient facilities within the community. And, you know, he's still going to be able to go to work. You know, he's still going to be able to go home to his family, his girlfriend and watch Will of Fortune at seven o'clock. But, you know, he you know, every day there's going to be this this community resource where he's going to see his therapist every day. He's going to get his prescriptions filled. You know, he's going to get he's going to check in, you know, like kind of like going to the gym, you know what I'm saying? But for your for your mental health. Uh, but the only problem with that, though, is. A lot of those mental health centers, obviously JFK was assassinated three weeks later, so he didn't get to, you know, nurture this project all the way down. Uh, but the problem with this is, is only, only, only a few of those community centers were ever built. And the ones that were built were never fully funded. And there was like no long-term uh, solution on how to fund these things. And eventually in the 80s, so in 1980, when uh, Ronald Reagan becomes president, he slashes uh, mental health care, uh, you know, funding yeah. by 25% and takes the remaining funds that were available for these projects, you know, to create these mental health care centers in the community, takes those and just gives them to the states, each and every individual states and says, do 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 what thou wilt, basically, yeah. whatever he quote. Dude, Ronald, Ronald, Re Ronald, Ronald Reagan's Reagan, the devil, dude. Yeah, Ronald Reagan legitimately fucking quoted fucking Aleister Crowley mm. and told the states, said, do what thou wilt. And like gave them all this money to do whatever they wanted. So we talked about how California, California obviously took that grant money. And then you get places like here in California, like we have, you know, here in Kern County as well. We got Kern Regional. We got, you know, Mary Kay Shell, like all these like mental health care places that are available. That's what California did with those funds. But places like, you know, Mississippi and, you know, the, everywhere, like that Bible Belt, and like all these like, you know, like you referred to them, you know, redneck conservative fucking right. states. Or I whatever. call them redneck states. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they put them into other things like fracking and all this other shit or whatever. So money that was supposed to be used for mental health care. Pancake houses, waffle houses. houses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. Uh, what, what's that one place? Fucking um, Jollibee. Which there one? you go. Like that fucking Love's Truck Stop. Yeah, that's what I was thinking Love's about. We need to put a shower in every Love's Truck Stop. Yeah, dude, they got a shower. Don't they also have, like, according to Ben, they have, like, the best, like, pizza? <laughs> <laughs> That's where they. That's where the block of money went to. They're making the best pizza, best truck, truck stop, stop pizza. pizza. Come at me, bro. Yeah, I'll take my shirt off and fight you in the yeah. in the fucking lot, you fucking lot lizard. Yeah. Don't tread on my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude. So I mean, that's basically how we get there. So with that happening, uh, mental health care state hospitals fucking started discharging people at a rapid rate, right? Yeah, and then yeah. the, with the implementation of Medicaid, they said, oh, you don't need us anymore uh, to take care of all these people. We can just put them on Medicaid and they can figure it out on their own or whatever. And it's that whole conservative idea. Even Ben Shapiro said it when he was talking about it in one of his speeches. He said, you know, mental health care should start in the family first and then community centers like churches and then, you know, he, like, named all these other other places or whatever. And then, you, you know, Jolly Bees and Love's Truck Stop. And then, the, and, then, and then the government can get involved. And then I, I feel like it should be a state issue, and the federal government should have nothing to do with it. And it's just like that's exactly what ended up happening 
is that all these Ben Shapiro said that? Yeah, he said all that. That's yeah. a direct quote from him. Like I'm not even fucking kidding. Ben that, Shapiro's fucking weird, dude. Yeah. You think he's like a fucking plant? Like he's like an alt right plant? Because like all writers are like super like anti Jew, and th- <laughs> and the fact that he's like this Jewish dude that makes like alt right points better than like all writers do. Yeah. There's like something weird about that. Like they're like, they're just paying him really well. Yeah. Like either that or like he's just like he's lost so much like self hate. <laughs> like he just like fucking hates his wife and is like you Jew lover get out of here like he just like fucking <laughs> <laughs> he's like that Dave Chappelle skit like yeah. where he like and six months later he divorced his wife yeah. for being an N-word lover <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah so you had all these like state hospitals discharging people's in mass so as of today ninety percent of those people that were being treated in state hospitals yeah even though they were being you know you know, mistreated, you know, physically, you know, they were, they were in care are now today without care. That's why you get all these homeless people. You have all these people that are addicted to drugs because they are self-medicating. Yeah. You know, they're, no, they're finding, you know, the whatever fucking, you know, street drug or whatever that helps take away the pain, like a Kurt Cobain with, um, with the heroin. Yeah. He did have stomach problems or whatever, but he also had mental problems too. They was trying to self-medicate himself with and whatnot. So it's created like this big snowball effect from 63 till now. Yeah, dude. It, it, you know, there's like the opioid epidemic that that's happening. I'm sure it's tied to this. Like it's easier to like numb the pain mm-hmm. of things like that. You when I was younger, like, you know, the, this girl that I was dating uh, at the time, like she was really into like painkillers and like, which doesn't sound like that harmful. In my mind, it didn't sound that harmful. It, like got me really into like painkillers at the time. But like, because it's just, like, such a numbing feeling of, like, taking painkillers and, like, lying in a bed feeling, like, the coziest you'll ever feel kind yeah. of thing. It didn't feel like anything wrong, like, at the time. <laughs> or, like, like even, like, Ritalin, which at the time I was like, isn't Ritalin just making you focus more? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't understand, like, I didn't understand people taking Ritalin for fun kind of thing. Or, like, painkillers for fun or something like that. Like, But that was, like, the group of people I was surrounded with at the, at the time. But those are like definitely things that just like numb people out, like those like quick fixes. It's scary shit, man. Yeah, and that's dangerous too. Like when you're numb like that. I mean, not to get too much into me, but like that's how I know like I'm slipping is when I become like emotionally numb. Like things that should get a rise out of me. Like I remember I witnessed a car accident. That's something really traumatic. I remember like I had no emotion, whatever. And like that's like right at that time period, like when I was in college where I was like, needed help or whatever right or like you know something that should make me happy there was just no emotion whatsoever at all so like some people describe like depression as just like always being sad like no depression sometimes is like the the absence of feeling in general yeah yeah which leads to like even worse feelings you know like you know suicidal thoughts and shit like that so it's just like that that's that numbing thing that's super dangerous as well and then you have a whole generation like i said like we have a very bad homeless epidemic not only here in california but in texas and all over the the country or whatever uh because of that because people are just numbing themselves to get away from those demons that you know reside in their mind yeah no absolutely i think i've never done any like heroin or anything like that i don't i i don't think i would come back from something like that. No. But like <laughs> most people don't. So. Yeah, like that seems like a really intense drug, but like like yeah, I mean, I didn't I, I think I told you this about like one time like taking a bunch of like painkillers and like passing out in like the bathroom at Target and yeah. stuff like that. Like it was like 
you know, you know, I didn't at the time. I didn't really realize it was that weird. Like, and, and it, it's not until like hindsight where it's like, oh no, there was like serious problems going yeah. on there. Like, but like, I, you know, that's the that's the reality a lot of people f- deal with, especially younger people. Yeah, and like younger people are not only influenced by the fact that everything is super like I need the fix right now. Like, mm-hmm. as far as like, oh, I'm feeling sad. I need a fix to feel to feeling sad. And I think that's why, like, pharmaceutical companies are so popular right now, like, all the time. Actually, I would say right now, but they've been popular for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, when Zoloft came out, like, Zoloft became, like, the the hot new thing. If you're on this antidepressant, like, antidepressants are just super popular with everybody, you know, like, Mm. just to numb people out. I even remember an episode of The Simpsons where Homer's like making like a Prozac fucking shake or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like I mean that that's on The Simpsons or whatever. For it to get like on to that point, like yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, no, it's 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 weird, man. It's it's a really weird thing. Like, um, they they basically have like a pill for everything. You know, like whatever yeah. you're feeling, feeling sad, feeling anxious, they got a pill for it. You're ready to go. And it's like that is the society we live in. And not to say that. If you're taking medication for mental health issues, it's a bad thing. You're doing mm-hmm. things wrong. Like I don't want to say that, but I, in my opinion, I think that we've created a culture of like getting there quicker because like that's what pharmaceutical companies want us to do. When similar to I, I compared it to like diabetes or something like that, or yeah. like being like, what's it called when you're like not diabetic yet, but you're like. Pre-diabetic. Pre-diabetic. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times when like you're pre-diabetic and you can still like, like all you gotta do is change your diet and change yeah. your exercise. Stop and, like, eating that chocolate cake after like, dinner every night. You can do it, and it's just like instead, I feel like you know pharmaceutical companies like you know it's more convenient if you just become diabetic. I'll yeah. just give you a bunch of insulin. Yeah, or just take this weight loss pill, whatever. Don't go to the gym. Just shit your brains out. Yeah, it's like die like Anna Cole Smith. Yeah, it's like I feel like we just constantly want those shortcuts. And again, not there's some people that are like. Like I was saying with the marijuana thing, there's there that moment. I guarantee you, there was no meditation that I could do. Like there's moments where like the anxiety is so bad, and I, it's hard for me to explain. Like one time I was telling my girlfriend like it's bad right now. Like there's nothing I can do, and my girlfriend was like, well, "Why don't you just meditate?" And I'm like, "No, it, it ain't the meditate. Yeah. We're way past the meditation state right now." Like at that point, like I told her like I, I was like riding my. I have an exercise bike at home. I was like riding my exercise bike in like the middle of the night. It was like midnight, and I was like literally like riding that because I was like that was the only way I knew how to like calm myself down. And like, but I think most people aren't willing to do that. Like, most people aren't willing to like look like a fool and like ride an exercise bike in the middle mm-hmm. of the night to like try to like calm their body down. Like, most people just the quick fix is the pill that's gonna numb you out and mm-hmm. like bring you down to a zero. Um, Again, I don't want to feel like I don't want to talk about it like it's like a total negative and like anyone who does that is is because some bad. people need and it. I though. really wish Ross would have been on here because I think Ross takes medication for that. But some people do need it. I just think that we get there so quick now as a society where it's like, did you do X, Y, and Z? Like, did, did X, Y, and Z not help? Most people don't do those. Well, things. Well, sometimes you're missing elemental P. You know, there's stuff in between that you got to do as well because if you just go from you know you said the A to Z like that there's a lot of stuff in between that you're missing and you're not preparing yourself in the long term yeah and i i just think that those steps like i feel like i had to take a bunch of steps to like get where i am today it's like reducing the alcohol reducing the caffeine getting better sleep 
making sure that like the last couple of hours of my day, I have no interaction with my phone, making sure that like I take moments to like wake up and be in silence or go for walks and all these things that I have to do to like make myself be okay. Like it's a lot. It's like a laundry list of things I have to do on a daily basis just to feel okay. And like, sometimes I talk to other people that are like dealing with something similar and they're like, Oh, I just fucking like, I've been YouTubing this thing and it's been like, no, they do like, <laughs> get, get that garbage out of there. Like I'm so like anti the internet. Like when it comes to like mental health things, like the internet is like your worst enemy mm-hmm. in my opinion. So what I, from what I've experienced, I think that the internet is like the worst thing out there because it just, it fills your Make mind. Make sure you follow us on all the social media. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> Jacob handles all the, all the fucking internet shit. I don't, I don't yeah. really go on that. I do, but I don't. But like, like, it's it's the worst because it's you know like you're like googling your own symptoms. You're trying to like figure things out. Like you're pretending that you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. Like you become like this echo chamber of like, oh, dude, according to this dude on YouTube, like I have fucking malaria, dude. Like <laughs> it's just like things that make no goddamn sense. And like that is another point that I really want to hit on on this episode. It's that the internet has also made mental health issues a thing that's kind of like a cool thing to have in vogue yeah it's definitely an in vogue thing and it goes all the way back to like when we were kids and like jonathan davis was like struggling with his mental health well even before jonathan davis i think kurt cobain you know that like he was the antithesis to all like the 80s like you know in your face like rockers and you know heavy metal guys or whatever or even like before that like yeah like the quiet riot dude and like Oh yeah, like you know, it, it just kind of like the Ozzy Osbourne, like going like barking at the moon or whatever. Fucking Led Zeppelin <laughs> having sex with sharks. Uh, yeah. Aerosmith, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. No, Jim yeah. Morrison being all fucking whacked out and like being like, <laughs> it's just cool to be whacked out. Like, there's always been that element of like, but I think right now, the internet and like, like the the little kid and really maybe it took off when like the emo thing started happening because I don't know if any musical genre or popular genre was so tied to like being emotional and depressed like that was a thing like that was those two things were married to each other with like the emo genre but it was like fashionable yeah it was like, like a fashionable it, like thing. grunge i feel like yeah had a little bit of it but like grunge like there was still like an artistic flair to it where it's just like you listen to god i hate to say this because the guy you know commits suicide but Soundgarden, like i don't get that like depressed vibe from their music yeah there was some you know sad songs but there was a whole spectrum of shit you can listen to but they were very much a grunge band yeah. whereas like emo was just like oh no it's all sad the girl broke up with me but then it was like fashionable to look sad yeah. it was fashionable to go to you know we did a whole fucking emo episode or yeah. whatever fashionable to go to hot topic and make yourself look depressed even though your mom and dad are are great to you and <laughs> whatever you're fantastic or whatever right but it was just, it was a look, right? It was a fashionable look, which spills out into MySpace, which spills out into Facebook, which spills out into Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat yeah. or whatever. Where it's fa- and, and I, I don't think that- anything's been worse than where we're at right now. Like TikTok like and like the bullshit. Like I talked about how like in the Patreon, there's a whole thing I talk about like this girl that I know and her daughter and like how she had a coming out party for her. I like, I think it was like seven years old or like eight years old tops or something like that. It felt a little extreme. It felt a little designed for the for the internet era. For the likes. Yeah, like doing this for the likes. Like it felt more for the mom than it did for the daughter. Yeah. And it was just like that's that's the thing that I have an issue with when it comes to the mental health issues where it's like 
You're not doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, it's like, dude, like, if you're just doing this for the likes, if you're just doing, and I see so many, like, it, it, it bugs the shit out of me because I always think, like, dude, there's a lot of dudes in prison that are like legitimately dealing with mental health issues that just suffer in silence and have committed horrible acts just because they didn't know how to deal with something or people that have committed suicide, like where it's just like, it's just terrible things. Like these, there's nothing glamorous. There's nothing fun about mental health things. And I feel like I, of all the mental health things that, that there is to deal with, I think I probably deal with one of the like, one of the fucking more chill ones. <laughs> like, you know, like, cause even though like I've had like little bouts of depression, depressions for the most part, like I think, I consider myself a relatively like happy person. Mm-hmm. Like the anxiety is definitely there though. It's a different animal altogether. Um, but, and and I'm not saying anxiety is fun at all. Like it's not fun. I, I, like I, like I talked about with the whole like Kevin love thing, like comparing a full on anxiety attack where I literally thought I was going to have a heart attack and die. I was super scared and I had trouble sleeping for like months. Cause I was like, that's not not nothing fun about that like there's yeah. nothing glamorous about this but the internet has created this like glamour element of being depressed or having anxiety or all this shit like and like you know even like apps like headspace what's that one app that like that um what's his name the dude that had like all those people stampede at, at his concert oh better health better yeah like yeah that that shit like it was like it was, and he still had them like pay for the the app. Like it was like, oh, you use use promo code Travis Scott to receive ten percent <laughs> off. And it was like, dude, it's it's terrible. Like I yeah. do, I do subscribe to Calm. I do think that Calm is a really good app. Um, but Calm is one of them. I think you get what you pay for too. Like Calm is not one of the cheaper ones. Like that's why LeBron James is on there. Like, yeah. like there's no promo code Calm on that one because no. you're still paying. I think I pay like 160 a year, but that's still pretty cheap. 160 like one well compared to your pro- or your uh, your copay you were talking about earlier yeah i mean i still those are two different things like this is like yeah going to the copay tool. is yeah this is a tool that's an actual like going to the doctor mm-hmm. uh you can't compare the two but like i don't know man just i think the internet has made mental health like so much worse like well, too, so then, much worse i mean too like you see someone like Kanye West who obviously is suffering from mental health or whatnot right but, is he though? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but then people they take that and then they try to. I feel like adopt that, and because it's cool, his music's cool. Therefore, I want to be like him and whatever, right? Or like a Post Malone, or you know, the, some of this like emo rap stuff. Who's that? Triple X Tansion or whatever. Like I remember, yeah. like when he died, and uh, there was a, a little bunch, peep. Yeah, all these people that would have like these emo rap, and like there was people I would see that. Well, I'm sad too, and he spoke to me. I'm like, no, you weren't. You like, you know, people or whatever, right? That you know, legitimately don't suffer from mental health, and it's just like, you're. It, it's just a fashion statement for them. Oh yeah. As no, I agree. To, and I mean, I hate to like make that assumption, like you don't suffer from mental health or whatever. I mean, they might have something that you know. I was sad once when my my papa died or whatever, but like like true mental health, like what you described. Uh, like I described earlier in this episode, you know, people that suffer from schizophrenia, someone like Kanye West, who legitimately probably is bipolar or something oh, yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's like that. That's nothing to idolize or whatever, right? Like, that's just like, oh, shit, this guy needs to get help or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So there's that element of it. 
they kind of bring it back to a little bit more political aspect. Every time there is a mass shooting, you always get this excuse that, oh, it's not a gun problem. It's a mental health problem. And always the people that say that, like, they never do anything at all to fucking remedy it. You know, I mentioned, like, all this fucking this fucking stuff earlier about, you know, block grants, you know, for community health centers and whatnot. But um, a lot of my dogs <laughs> are breaking into my room right now. Um, but you get, like, all these, like, laws that are proposed, like, in the House of Representatives and the Senate and whatnot. And they always get shot down by, you know, like, the Mitch McConnells out there and whatnot because it costs too much to implement, you know, healthcare or whatever. Even, like, people like George Bush... Like he, like in 2002, like he tried to increase funding for community health care centers, but eventually that like fell out of favor because it was, it was too expensive when they had to pay for a war and, you know, they had to, you know, pay for other shit or whatever. Right. So it's always like something that like it becomes something in vogue politically as well. But once it gets too expensive, we got We got to pull the reins back or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a shame that it it becomes like a financial issue. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because I don't know. We've we have seen a rise in like mass shootings, and we kind of talked about that during the mass shooting episode or the gun episode. Mm-hmm. Like you, ha- there is a correlation there between like the rise of mass shootings and like the rise of internet. Like everybody is connected to the internet at all times. We all carry our phones. There's got to be something that's like. Our, our brains are probably not designed to have a fucking computer screen in front of our eyes at all time. Like, it just, there's no way it's healthy to, to constantly be staring at a computer screen or a phone screen at all times. Um, that, and also the fact that kids younger and younger, I remember when, when I was a kid, I had one of those, like, Motorola, Motorola Razor phones or whatever with, like, the Snake app. There's Jacob's dog. Um, with like the the snake app on it or whatever and that was about it and like all i could literally do on it was text but now it's like you know kids are connected all the kids have fucking facebook you know Mm -hmm. what like every kid in your junior high class dude can you imagine having facebook in junior high dude like i can i can only imagine like like the amount of shit that would go on like now like with like kids kids having cell phones and all the all the pressure of like now you have to like there is no separation between work and I'm sorry between school and home life or whatever like it's rough like I I can't I can't even imagine like I'm sure it's developed more like mental health issues mm-hmm. than than the past and I totally get that um but I do think that some kids are fucking like just doing it to be cool oh yeah definitely attention. yeah we talked about that on the Patreon too Bill where it's just like it's it's now in vogue to have like a mental illness or whatever. Like you're not a part of the cool kids club if you don't have a mental illness, but you're absolutely right too. There is like an increase, like, you know, the statistic statistics are out there that, you know, there is an increase like in anxiety in depression in teens uh, because of that, because like you said, there's no break now, you know, before like you would go home, you know, from school and like your, your, your outlet would be, you know, like you'd play video games or you go skateboarding or you go listen to music or, Hey, Maybe you have a cool family and you go do something with your family or whatnot or whatever. You go play with your dog who also 
He's back here. Yeah, you, who also suffers from anxiety. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's almost the 4th of July, and so he probably heard a pop, and he wanted to come in here. So, yeah, poor dog. Even dogs. all Even yeah. dogs get anxiety problems or whatever, right? So, yeah, I mean, that is a motherfucker as well, you know, like this day and age where it's just like you can't escape, you know, like that judgment. Even people, even at work, right? So there, there's a big thing at work right now where it's just like a big drama at work because – certain people are i guess you can say bullying other people online or whatever and like there's this whole click and whatnot and not to get it too much into like work shit or whatever right Dang. but like even like you know 40 and 50 year olds are fucking even having like that that problem online as well where it's just like yeah before back in the day like you would do your nine to five come home eat dinner fucking watch the wheel of fortune or fucking monday night football or whatever you know, bang your wife, and then, you know, then you have to worry about going back into work the next day. Now it's, like, 24-7. Like, you're on Facebook, and you have, like, your cubicle co-worker, you know, you know, giving you the fucking cheese man about this, that, and the other, and so-and-so talk shit about you, and, oh, you you said this online, and now, you know, you have to get a talking to from your supervisor and whatnot. So, I mean, yeah, it it, it, it is, like, a clusterfuck where it's just, like, you always have to be on edge, which is going to deteriorate your mental health, your mental well-being as well. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not saying it's going to lead to fucking suicidal thoughts, but it's definitely going to lead to at least, like, <laughs> a decrease in happiness. Yeah. Like, to some degree. And that might, you know, trigger things that were already there underneath. I don't know, man. It's a really, really tough thing. It's it's the, 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 uh, the element now with, like, this look-at-me culture that the Internet has created – um, this kind of like narcissistic cult. We, we, humans are pretty narcissistic to begin with, right? Like we all, we're all the hero of our own mind. We're all the fucking, yeah. we're the star of the show in our minds all the time. I think the internet has created that to like the 10th degree where it's mm-hmm. like, well, the show never has to stop. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I have a podcast. Everybody's got a pod. We have podcasts. <laughs> like everybody like should have to listen to me. Everyone yeah. should have to see my post and see what burrito I'm eating today. Kind of thing. You know, like, <laughs> like it's, it's unhealthy, dude. It's a really unhealthy thing. It's the complete opposite of what I was talking about earlier with like the sitting in silence and going for these walks. And like, like I like listening to audiobooks cause there's, it's, and it's just like Star Wars audiobooks. I'm not trying to get smarter or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like it, I like doing those because one, it's like not reality, and I'm not trying to like escape reality. But there is something, even like the cases of of anxiety and depression that were going up during the pandemic would correlate with rising numbers of of uh, of COVID cases, and like. You know, you you saw people panicking and buying up all the toilet paper and all this shit, and people were, like, miserable, like, in the same time period that we were probably the happiest we'd ever been because it was like, oh, great. Like, you know, society's kind of paused everything, and, like, Trump's just gave me money for no reason. I was (laughs) like, cool, I don't have a job now, so it's cool. (laughs) So it was like, all right, cool. I don't know, like, I think that, a lot of that fear and a lot of that panic was totally driven by by the internet mm. and and like you see you see the internet play with people's anxieties and fears all the time like you know it'll force them to become like super alt right and join QAnon yeah. it'll force them to like do crazy shit and do like you know super like 
you know, Project Mayhem type shit with like Antifa type stuff. And like, like we all have fears and we all have anxieties and like the internet just drives us and makes us more extreme. It's, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm no doctor, but I'm sure that the the internet is not one of the things that's good for you. The internet is the equivalent of like having a pizza and beer diet only kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and like, we're all doing that. Like we're all pizza and beer diet right now. Like with the amount of internet that we take in and the amount of like nonsense news and some of it's not nonsense news, but it's still like, you need to have those pauses from like emotional news too. Like Correct. If we can't do like, you know, mass shooting, Roe B. Wade, like everything is designed for like clickbait, make me feel a certain way, make me triggered, make me angry that yeah. there's conservative people out there. Like, yeah, I, I completely understand. Like I am, you know, I, I'm pro-choice and I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in this weird thing where it's like, I'm down for people owning guns, but I want stricter gun laws and like, like, I don't know, but at the same but time, even like, as you say that, though, right? Like, I feel like my anxiety kicks in where it's just like, well, not, not only do I have to have an opinion about this, but then I gotta have a counter argument for every fucking argument I'm gonna get exactly against like, about my opinion on stuff. That, like, right, you right? can't even mentally rest because you have to have something ready to go because it's like, yeah, what if this comes up? Kind I'm of thing. always gonna be on. I have to always be on like swivel because it's like I'm gonna get this shit coming at me from every direction. And, and that's how we have conversations now. Like, how many times I tell talk to you about how like my coworker brings up political shit all the time because that's just how we talk now. Yeah. Like, we, my computer just restarted itself. That's cool. I'm not need it anymore. <laughs> but like. <laughs> Like, it's just, that's just the society we live in now where it's just, like, you kind of always have to have these extreme, not even extreme thoughts. Like, sometimes they're just, like, like, oh, man, I feel a certain way. But, like, even, like, even as much as I love NPR, like, I'm a big NPR fan. That's the only, like, news organization I think I follow. No, I follow CNN, too. On, on Instagram, you goddamn liberal. Yeah, I follow. I, I don't. I don't really like CNN, but I do follow CNN on Instagram. But um, but I only follow the NPR um, um podcast. But anyways, um, but even NPR is a little like clickbaity with like their their information, where it's just like it's very like fear driven in, in the podcast format. It's very fear driven, where it's like. We lost another two million people to COVID. Let us rest, <laughs> or something like. Let, let us have a moment of silence. It's like, dude, chill out, man. Like, uh, like, don't get me wrong. I think we both took COVID very seriously when it happened. When it's still happening, it's still happening. Yeah, it's still happening. We took it very seriously, but it, there is a level of like, dude, just bump the brakes a little bit. Like, come on, dude, we're not fucking. There's no zombie outbreak out there. Like, it's yeah. not that extreme, dude. Even when like. When like the murder hornets were out and all that stuff and like monkey pops, uh, monkey pox, like I know that that's still a thing and it's we don't know what that's gonna be. There is so much news like just being fed to your brain that doesn't even let you like rest. Where it's just like here's new shit to worry about, here's more shit. Like and all what? of that's not helping. It's definitely not helping, dude. Like yeah. it's definitely not helping you relax. It's definitely not helping you become a better person. It's definitely not helping you like. Any of that shit. Even, like, sharing shit online. Like, the idea that you're, you're going to post something that's interesting enough to write something on Facebook that's going to be, like, worth reading. I used to be. Like, we talked about how we'll go back and, like, something will pop up and it'll be something where I was like, oh, I thought I was so fucking clever and smart back then. And it's just like, 
I'm not. This is definitely not worth reading. This is definitely not worth like, like the time. Like neither. Not that I'm not special, or I don't think I'm like worth like being around or anything, anything weird like that. I just think that the internet makes it so accessible that it's like disgusting. Like you don't need mm-hmm. to have that. Like only like fucking like seven people in my life like deserve to have these thoughts, and like that's about it. Those are like the seven people that really matter to me, and that's it, and we're done there, whatever. Like. I don't know. The internet makes it feel like a whole different world, and it's weird. Yeah. So obviously, the internet is the devil. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to like harp on the internet too much. Yeah. But uh, my question would you be to you is just like so obviously like we have all of this going on or whatever, right? We can't really depend necessarily on the government, you know. To, I mean, as I mean, I think we're both proponents for, um, you know, you know, fucking universal health care or whatever, right? I right. do feel like if everybody had equal access, you know, to healthcare or whatever that to me, like that, what that would do as well is also spurn, you know, people willing to go into the medical industry. Like I mentioned earlier, there is a shortest uh, shortage of mental health professionals, you know, compared to like other, um, you know, people in like those fields or whatever, right? Like dentists or fucking optometrists or whatever. Right. Uh So like, there's not a lot of those people to go around. So there is a mental health, shortage for you know doctors and professionals or whatever right but you know if we had like an industry where it's just like oh okay like you're not going to be bombarded you know with you know like i mentioned earlier like in montana like there's one practice that has like 1800 patients that they have to see or whatever right if there was more people in the industry or whatever right and more people had access to like different services we mentioned it in the um the gun control episode with renee uh where I said, you know, defund the police is like such a horrible fucking uh, way to fucking advertise what what we're really trying to go for, which is just like, hey, instead of sending out fucking, you know, police officers, you know, your everyday beat cop, you know, to go deal with somebody who's having a mental health crisis, send a mental health care professional out there to talk to them and whatnot, right? And it would decrease, you know, police brutality, shootings and things like that as well as get this person the help that they truly need, which is one more point that we never never brought up. The three biggest institutions in America that deal and treat mental health are prisons. The three biggest ones. You have L.A. County Jail, Cook County Jail, and fucking Rikers Island. So basically L.A., New York, and Chicago, right? Or L.A., Chicago, and New York. And, like, that's fucking fucking terrifying dude like you basically you have to be labeled a criminal basically we're going back it's the ouroboros again here's that fucking ouroboros <laughs> thing in his yeah. appearance again or whatever you know to you know going back to what kennedy was trying to to get rid of institute institution institutionalization where it's just like you're basically a before you were basically a half step above a prisoner now you're just a prisoner and by law we just have to treat you kind of thing and I see it all the time in my work where it's just like, okay, who are your medical professionals that are treating you for your, your disability? And it's always like fucking, you know, some, you know, chow, chow chilla or fucking, you know, Corcoran or, you know, some, you know, prison system as opposed to actual like a therapist out there, like in the, in the real world. It's just like, you even have people to say like, yeah, like I had to steal a fucking, do something for, a, that would get me a felony to get proper health care because, I can't hold down a job due to my mental disability. Like I actually had to fucking, I, I had to steal something, get a felony so that way I can get the proper mel- mental health care treatment. And like, to me, like we're going to sit around calling ourselves the best country in the world. 
and we have people committing felonies so that way they can get treatment for their disease. To me, that's a fucking outrageous problem that we need to address. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of issues. I, I, th- in a perfect world, I think one we would start mental health a lot younger, like, like just having like a, a school therapist and like checking in on kids and things like that, mm-hmm. or multiple school therapists or something, and then like. The fact that we we don't really have like you know we'll go to physicals you know like your yearly physical or whatever mm-hmm. we don't really have anything like that like for a mental health element we don't go in and like have like a yearly checkup to make sure like we're all right I think things like that would go a long way like just mm-hmm. you know but right now like you know like I said earlier like seeing a therapist that's like next level crazy like yeah most people are not willing to do something like that the stigma of it yeah the only people that are like down for that shit are like new york hipsters that are like everybody in new york <laughs> or somebody in hollywood yeah like <laughs> everybody, everybody everybody has a therapist in hollywood everybody yeah. has some like new york hipsters and, all and, that, and that's the stigma too like like to me like that's why i don't go because it's like no i don't want to look like i'm hollywood now and i'm talking to my therapist because i had a rough day at work or whatever yeah but the reality is is a lot of people most people if not all people could benefit from it. Oh, absolutely. Like nobody, it's the same thing as like, why do you go to the gym kind of thing? Like, mm-hmm. or why do you do, why do you eat right? Or why do you do this? Like, you know, it, it's the same thing. Like, why do you take fiber? <laughs> like, <laughs> like a poop right. Yeah. It's just like, you know, those things are important. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, uh, it's an important thing to like, to do to your body. It's a, they're important things to do to your mental health. You don't need to. I wish I wouldn't have gotten to the point where, like, I was having panic attacks. Like, I wish I would have taken care of my mental health before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there would have been, like, you know, I'm glad I didn't grow up, in, like, <laughs> in the internet era. Like, that's weird. I'm not jealous at all of kids that are growing up in this, like, internet era now. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, but even when I was a kid, like, dude, there were, like, kids that were all into, like, corn, and all of a sudden, all of them were, like, Oh, I'm schizophrenic, and it's yeah. like, dude, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut up, yeah. Kyle. Like, go, go. <laughs> your parents are fucking lawyers, dude. Shut up. And then Kyle would grow up and uh, <laughs> shoot somebody across state lines, yeah. Mister Rittenhouse. No, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the goat. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know if, like, I don't know if you have any closing thoughts or anything like that as far as mental health goes, but like, it's a, it's a tough so- subject just because it's. It's such a, it's so un, unexplored in in the United States. Like we don't, we still like we we we're, like I I tried to look this up. Like where does the United States rank in terms of mental health care in the world? And we rank so low that we're not even on the list. Like it's always like Sweden, Finland, like you know those like Nordic countries that like fucking kill it at everything or whatever. Oh yeah, dude, they're like they're like healthcare systems are like A plus all the way. Yeah, everything's great over there in the old fucking you know the fucking fucking Nordic all those Nordic countries or whatever. Right, I was trying to think of a clever joke, but it's like fuck, I can't think right now. But yeah, it like it was always those countries, and then it was like Germany, obviously, because that's like where all the like top notch you know mental health professionals come from, like Sigmund Freud and all that shit or whatever. Obviously, there, fucking, and then like I started to see like Asian countries and shit, and they're like, oh okay, and then like it's like India, and I'm like, all right, where's USA? Then I had to like go back up the list. I'm like, where? Okay, did I miss us? Like, did they spell out United States and put instead of putting USA? Uh-huh. <laughs> then like I started, like, then I saw like the United Arab Emirates or whatever, and I was like. 
fuck, like we're not even on the list. <laughs> like, like fucking Al Qaeda's above us and shit. Like, <laughs> how the fuck does that happen, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, to me, it's like we're like in a terrible spot. And like, I mean, to go back to like you know Kennedy's thing, where it's just like, yeah, we can't go back to institution institutionalization. I can't spell. I can't fucking pronounce that for some reason. Um, we can't go back to that, which it looks like we are, because like I said, the three biggest fucking institutions or mental health treatment centers in this country are prisons, which is an institution. Uh, we can't do that, right? We, we need to provide things within the community. And obviously we can't rely on the government, right? We've never been more fractured as a society than maybe we are right now, minus maybe the Civil War or whatever, right? So like we we got to like just say fuck it. Like we can't depend on the government. We can't necessarily depend on the free market or whatever. We can't, you know, better health and Travis Scott isn't going to get us any anywhere. But I did see something on Vice uh, I thought was pretty interesting where it was talking about farmers in Wisconsin and how, you know, it was talking to that fact, like there's a shortage of mental health care providers out there, right? Obviously because it's in the middle of the butt fuck nowhere, right? Yep. And this guy, he was talking about how, like, he had suicidal thoughts, you know, things were really downtrodden on him or whatever business was bad or whatever. And you know, his farm and he went into a building and burned it down and was going to burn himself down within the building. He was going to commit suicide. But then he had like a moment of clarity. He's like, what the fuck am I doing? Like this is helping nobody or whatever. Right. And it turned out to be the best rock bottom situation of his life because he was like, I need to be the change that I want to see. What we kind of talk about too, like, you know, be the change that you want to be. Right. And so he started creating like little outreach, like a little outreach program where it's just like, hey, like if you are dealing with some shit and you can't get a hold of a mental health care professional because they put them on the back burner as well for like three weeks. He's like, no, I'm going to hurt myself if I don't see someone right now. And they're giving me an appointment three weeks out. And so he started having like these little sessions like where he would get together with other farmers like in the area that are suffering from mental health issues uh, then he started putting himself out there like, hey, if you're having any problems, I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll walk you through it or whatever. Right. And then one lady said like she was having a panic attack and she called him and was just like, yeah, he just walked me through it. Just him like being there and knowing what to do. Kind of like what you were talking about, Art. Like, you know, just give yourself, you know, a moment of peace and silence and whatnot. Right. Like I've been there before and this is what's helped me kind of thing. Help this lady. And he's doing wonders, obviously, since I mean, Vice, so there are no fucking schlups or whatever, like yeah, they did yeah. a whole fucking, you know, one hour documentary on him and whatever. And I was like, man, maybe that's what it needs to take. Like, instead of like fucking, you know, asking, you know, the government, you know, to, to, to make laws and create funding or whatever, like just be the change that you want to see in your community. If you see fucking a mental health crisis happening, you know, like be that, like, like with art, even myself, like if you see someone struggling, like help them walk them through it. Like it's, it takes very little time yeah, yeah. To, to 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 you know to get into someone's DMs and just say like, hey, I noticed this is happening. This is what's helped me. If you need help, I'm available between seven and eight. You know to help you through this or whatever, right? Or here's somebody that I know, or here's some some programs that I know that benefited me that might help you, whatever. And that, I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of because it doesn't look like you know there's not going to be any help coming from Uncle Sam and. Yeah, yeah. I don't. That's I don't think like pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's very. It sucks because it's like fuck. You know, like I'm, I'm all for you know socialized healthcare and whatnot, but like I don't think that's ever going to be a thing that we see in our lifetime. 
churches like the Ben Shapiro thing. They're like, yeah, if the family can't help you, then he needs to go to churches. Like, I'm sorry, we got churches fucking kids in the butt. Like, I don't really yeah. think that's really gonna help or whatever, right? So it's just like, I just be the change. Yeah, it's that's really rough though. Like, as much as I I'd love to help people, I don't like hearing certain things. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't. And and that part of that is. Maybe call it greedy, call it whatever you want, but like there Which is, is fine too because yeah. there's certain things that I can't hear or I can't deal with either. You know, like yeah. when people, if something really crazy was to happen, like I know I couldn't handle it. Yeah. But like if it's something similar to my thing that I know I can help with, like I have no problem with it. But like, I mean, I understand your perspective as well. Yeah, I just think like that's not that's not what I do. Like that's not what I that's not what I my my forte is. Plus, I also think, like, again, like, you know, going back to the social media thing, like, I literally have, like, this, like, jar full of fucks that I can give out. <laughs> and, like, to give them out to anybody that's... And, and like, the, the funny thing is, like, I really care. I really want people to do well. And, like, if there's really people struggling, like, I'm always down to listen to people. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, man, like, I'm not that kind of person. Like, I'm not the kind of person who, like, I feel greedy or selfish saying this out loud, but like I always have to take care of like myself too. Like, you know, like it's, it's, I want to be able to go to sleep at night. I always think like the nights that I can go to sleep and have good nights of sleep, that's a successful day. Cause like there's, if, if I'm constantly like taking in, you know, I got bullshit coming at me Mm -hmm. from all sides to quote MC ride. Like if I have that sort of thing going on, I can't personally do that. Like, Mm -hmm that's fantastic that someone else can and like I applaud them for being able to do that but I'm not that kind of person but it's just like people with addiction or whatever right like if you have like one of my favorite shows I used to watch was like celebrity um, what's that Dr. Drew show fucking it was like celebrity fucking rehab or whatever and they like one of his helpers on there like he was a former addict you know I mean you're always gonna be an addict or whatever right like you said like with mental health you're always gonna have mental health problems but he was at you know towards the end of the tunnel where he can help other people you wouldn't ask like a bum off the street you know and i'm not saying that you're a bum off the street or whatever yeah, right? yeah. that you wouldn't ask him you know he's still struggling with to get off his feet with his addiction or whatever you wouldn't ask him to help other people or whatever but if you're secure enough with your progress yeah. and it, and if it's your calling too not, yeah. that's not everybody's calling and i think that's probably what it is more so than anything it's not that i'm like insecure about anything it's just I don't want to do it. Like, yeah. even if I was 100% cool, like, I just don't want to do it. There's days I don't even want to do this podcast. Like, <laughs> like I, I, and that's, oh, I know. that's the things where, uh, like, I really value, like, I'd rather be spending time with my girlfriend. I'd rather be spending time with my family. I'd rather be spending time doing this other thing. Like, helping, like, making sure that those things are, like, cool is, like, already me spinning way too many paper plates or too many plates in general. Like, like taking on another task is not something if some humans are down for that, like that's fantastic, but not all humans are like, I don't want to spin another plate. Like I'm cool and I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that I can't do that, but I just can't like, I, I just, I, I can't, I'd rather be like playing fucking Tetris with my niece than listening to other people. Just that's totally selfish of me, but that's really where my heart is. And like, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not there. Like, I'm and I just don't want to be there. Like it just it's it's just it's tough, but it's just one of those things that I just had to realize about myself where it's like 
you know, I had I had someone in my life at one point that was like every fucking time I would see them, it was like I want to kill myself. And I know that they deal with real shit. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of done listening to to people like. And it's just maybe that's the bad experience that took me to the point where it's just like, I don't, I don't. This is this. Not only does this not help me, but this is taken away from things that actually I love. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, fantastic. That's why I always say like, talk to a professional because they're gonna do it way better than I'll ever do it. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just me. Yeah. So, but if you can't get a hold of a professional, yeah. <laughs> go to betterhealth.com. Use go. promo code <laughs> Travis Scott for ten percent off. Travis Scott promo code. I mean, I'm down to listen to. If you guys ever yeah. like are really struggling, I'm down to listen to. I'm not saying I'm not gonna listen to. Yeah. Don't fucking talk to me type of shit. But like, yeah, I'm not a professional. I'm not gonna fix your problems. I'm not fucking yeah. anything special. So that's it <laughs> yeah there you go all right so art do you have anything else you want to add i mean i'm sure we could probably I, do i do want to see this shirt man i've been eyeing your shirt the whole time so i see that like that's mud bane over there i just want to see what the deftones get drawn to look like over there um, so is that them over here is it, who's the ball-headed guy in deftones i don't understand that's metallica front and oh, yeah, center no, that's, there that's deftones oh that's deftones right there yeah. oh okay who's that over there with the ball-headed character is that lincoln park yeah that's a uh um, Chester Chester Bennington yeah oh okay alright well, that's interesting okay yeah. yeah it was the only like mental health shirt it was sa- <laughs> summer sanitarium so yeah that's cool you know, I was like alright I gotta keep the theme alive rest in peace Chester from Lincoln Park man yeah speaking, speaking of mental, of health, mental yeah. health yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do think it's really funny though just to go back is you talked about how Chris Cornell didn't really have like thank you Siri Siri thank you for joining <laughs> uh Chris Cornell had that song, the, the Day I Try to Live, which is, like, one of the saddest songs ever about, like, committing suicide. But, man, anyways. <laughs> yeah. The signs were all there, people. There you go. Anyways, uh, Art, anything else, brother? Tell your mama you boo-boo too. Shia Lewis is Jackman. Shia Lewis is born. I'm really excited for next week's episode. Not that I'm not ex- I think this was a fun episode, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hopefully all things go well and Dave from Sofa King gets on this podcast next week. And if not, um, you can expect us to talk about our favorite Disney movies. <laughs> Maybe next week, if it doesn't go through, we can talk about abortion or some smishmortion. Okay. okay. Anyways, with that said, guys, if you want to talk to us about this topic, uh, there's a million directions it can go. Um, but uh, if you want to talk to us about this, head on over to all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America. Except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A1. Because goddamn Jordan, that's just sometimes just how a steak is done, especially when your girlfriend doesn't know how to cook steak because she cooks it too much. So, anyways, uh, hit us up on the social medias, follow us up on all of the things. Uh, go to YouTube, leave a comment, subscribe, like, do that. Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to help support this podcast, guys, I highly recommend you head on over to Patreon.com/slash/ArtAndJacobDoAmerica, uh, where every single week we put together a fire ass episode for your listening pleasures. Um, this week is no exception. Like I feel like the, uh, this week was probably one of the better um, uh, patrons that we've done in a while. So uh, that one, check that one out. Um, head on over to uh, the official website at artjacobdoamerica.com uh, where you can follow the merch links. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to maintain my dog who's fucking panicking, tagging over here. Um, who You can go to artjacobdoamerica.com, follow the merch links if you want to support us in any other way. Uh, buy a t-shirt um, on one of the four designs that we have over at tpublic.com 
Uh, that doesn't help us so much financially as it does help spread the good word of the RJ Can Do America podcast out there because you are a walking billboard. You know, once you buy a t-shirt, once you buy a sweatshirt, once you buy a COVID mask, yeah, dude. whatever you buy out there, it lets people know that we exist. We talk about mental health problems. We do we do it all, baby. We talk about alien implants. We, I want to. We got to cover Marlins, the animal. That's Marlins. A weird, that's a weird animal. Wait, dude. wait, Marlins? Yeah, like, like that. That. Swordfish. Oh, okay. I was like, like Marlon fucking Wayans, like, like the Wayans brothers. <laughs> we got covered the Wayans brothers, dude. <laughs> there you go. Episode <laughs> three hundred. That's what it's gonna be, guys. Uh, if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to Podbelly.com. Uh, check out our friends over at the uh, Great Powerful Sofa <laughs> King podcast, as well as Hillbilly Horror Stories and Paranormal Punchers. But besides that, guys. I'm trying to maintain my dog. I just saw, I heard my girlfriend come in through the front door. So I got a million things I got to do at once right now, as well as sign off on this podcast. So with that said, everybody, goodbye and good night. Have you gone completely insane? I mean, sir, have you gone completely insane? Completely insane people go outside, suck on a rock and bark at the moon. What the f is wrong with you? Sucking on a rock and barking at the moon is not a sign that someone's mentally ill. It's a sign that they are a wolf with an iron deficiency. <laughs> You're thinking of anemic wolves, Dr. Phil. You're getting confused. But perhaps the clearest sign of just how little we want to talk about mental health is that one of the only times it's actively brought up is, as we've seen yet again this week, in the aftermath of a mass shooting, as a means of steering the conversation away from gun control. This isn't guns. This is about really mental illness. In many of these shootings, we have people who have uh, mental disturbances. Do we need to do a better job in mental health? You bet we do. Yeah, it seems there is nothing like a mass shooting to suddenly spark political interest in mental health. Although it's worth noting that Governor Huckabee's state got a grade of D- minus on mental health care while he was in office. And you can't lecture people on something you got a D- minus in. It's like passionately delivering a speech on proper English grammar by saying, we need to thunk better about how we does word stuff. <laughs> we need to get it did. And the aftermath of a mass shooting might actually be the worst time to talk about mental health. Because for the record, the vast majority of mentally ill people are non-violent, and the vast majority of gun violence is committed by non-mentally ill people. In fact, mentally ill people are far likelier to be the victims of violence rather than the perpetrators. So the fact we tend to only discuss mental health in a mass shooting context is deeply misleading. It's like that, Anna. It's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.